Welcome to Spaghetti Launchers, a world building podcast where you throw a spaghetti at the wall, and it's up to you what sticks. Each episode, instead of telling you how to world build, we discuss an element of fictional worlds and workshop examples live on the fly to give you ideas and inspiration for your world building projects. I'm Kyle. I'm Ethan, and this week we will be discussing feasts. Yeah. End of sentence. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving, Kyle? <laughs> it was good. This was intended to be a Thanksgiving episode, but... Uh, life, uh, as life Ian Malcolm says, uh, found a way. Yeah, so th- this is our holidays uh, time right now. Yeah. Why not get into feasts? Feasts can be non-holiday themed, but Thanksgiving in particular, it's a great holiday because it's just a feast. Exactly. And about giving thanks. It's a really creative we name. were not... The ones that got trampled. Or smallpox. Yeah. The idea of a feast is pretty pretty simple, pretty straightforward. I think in fiction, it's oftentimes revolving, like, especially in a story, it's revolving around an event where all of the major players are gathered together uh, for something, uh, which is always kind of fun. Or it's a plot device to kickstart a larger plot momentum, right? Like I'm yeah. thinking about... Um, it signals either the start or the end of a of a major plot device, right? So the start, I'm thinking about um, the wedding in the last Harry Potter book. That was a big feast. Or yeah. the big feast uh, at the beginning of Return of the King to celebrate the and the the victory at Helm's Deep. Yeah, I mean, I, I kept thinking about um, in The Witcher 3, when you go to Skellige in like Act 3, uh, yeah. and there's this the feast that's basically determining the the new king yeah um and it's uh, you know this it's like such a light who did you pick to be the king for that one the the queen the queen yeah, yeah. me too yeah it was the only the mom. brother fucking sucked i know he was an asshole i hated him also yay queendoms yeah that was great um speaking of queendoms though we're we're overlooking the red wedding and the yeah, purple wedding and i mean game of thrones really loves its feast and they're they all end bad feasts really can be used for any vehicle within a story, any plot device you want them to, as long as they're grounded in the world in some sort of tradition, that's where the fun comes in for you as the world builder, which is what we're going to dive into today. So, Kyle, what three words would you use to describe the feast that you've been cooking up? Wonka's movable feast. Good lord. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what are your three words? Um, f- this is very difficult. Okay. Voracious adaptive digestion. All right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think alphabetically yours is first, so we'll just go with that. You start. In this world, there are monsters. Well, yeah. Monsters are everywhere and they are far and away stronger than than humans there was once an order of mages that figured out a way to make humans stronger strong enough to fight the monsters okay using the monsters themselves okay and so now there is a ritual feast called the voring the voring where a monster is killed and in addition to its flesh being eaten its fluids its body parts its organs are used to modify the bodies of the monster hunters okay 
to make them stronger and strong enough to go out and kill other monsters. Okay. So it is a feast in that you are consuming the body of the monster. Wait, wait, hold on. Back up. Are you actually, you're eating it or you're, you're taking it apart and you're consuming it by like making it a part of you? Both. What? So part of it is you're eating it. Okay. You know, you're making like manicore steaks. Yeah. But you are also doing blood transfusions. Okay. From so, the manicore. You are yeah. doing. So a little bit of Witcher. A little bit of Witcher. Yeah. So you're doing spinal taps. You are doing weird shit with the eyes. You are taking the claws from them and surgically implanting them in your fists. Okay. So it's like a Frankenstein mm-hmm. Witcher mm-hmm. situation. Yeah take their power because we didn't get to do a halloween episode so i figured i'd combine <laughs> thanksgiving and halloween bro you've been doing halloween episodes since we started this podcast city of teeth yeah the mostly the city of teeth and okay. so i haven't like th- that's all i've got i love because i love yeah. you know i've been itching to talk about like magical body mods for yeah you fucking love them fucking two years i, I got nothing on them and you got you have like uh, so many more you, ideas you have a whole restaurant full of that and i'm, I, I'm just walking i got chains man i'm gonna franchise this shit so yeah so the voring yeah is my idea so it is a feast on on many levels you are consuming it on many levels is it open to the public like is is it just these monster hunters that are there? It's, or really other just, people? it's really just the monster hunters, mostly because I I think it's the type of thing where it's a ritual, it's a practice that is known to the public, yeah. but the public doesn't partake in it, except okay. unless you're trying to maybe join the the monster hunters. The monster hunters. Yeah. Does this happen in remote locations, or is it like they kill a thing and then bring it back to a central spot, or did they just wherever they kill it, they go there? Good question. Um. The way that I had envisioned it in my head was that the monsters are big enough that it takes almost the entire order to bring one down. So they're all sort of there and ready okay. to do it when it happens. So the monster hunters are not independent, like like witchers. Right. They are a, they are a squad. They're a squad. They're the Avengers. They are they travel Correct. together. They will kill these things together because they're so hard to take down. Right. And then they're like each of them has their own uh, set of abilities, for lack of a better term, because they they have different graftings of different different body parts you know maybe one is hyper intelligent because they took down that world's equivalent of of a mind flayer and cut some of its brain out and dried it and chewed on it right you know and maybe there's right things like that yeah yeah Uh, that makes sense Uh, i think that's that's cool i I like the idea that they're a pack i think that works that works so much better than what i thought my initial oh it's just a one yeah my read was you meant like individual and cinematically you get it you know you get the camaraderie you get the different powers from the different body parts that you're doing you know maybe one guy is he's the tank and that's because he's Found, he, he killed a tank. He killed a tank, right? And he he, he grafted. He has treads now, right? Like he 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 did a skin graft with like cyclops skin or like dragon scale, and so he can he can take all of these hits. Yeah, now, yeah. right. Um, and then, but then also cinematically, and I'm I, I always do this, you know, I always do things visually. I'm almost imagining it like if you're setting up a blood transfusion, it's almost like in a movie where you see people sitting around doing drugs. Right, where you're, you know, they're, they're, they've got tourniquets and needles and they're trying to, to do the blood transfusion with monster blood. Yeah, yeah. To monster blood. And once again, this was uh, influenced by a conversation between uh, Todd Kenrick and uh, Jim Davis of WebDM because I thought this was great. But I, I mean, I, also just you, 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 you just want to shoehorn mon- body mods wherever you can. Anywhere I can. Yeah. I will take the opportunity. Well, so I, I want to bring it back to the feast thing of how much of this is like celebratory, how much of this. 
it feels like a a festive situation is it just like um a job or they kill it do they really is there revelry there do they are they eating other they're things they're hunter they're hunters it's celebration after a hunt in the same way that you any any sort of victory any sort of hunt is a victory in its own right a successful hunt is a victory in its own right so there is always there are elements of celebration and revelry i imagine them being more akin i imagine them being more ritualistic than than straight and celebratory rather than revelry right so they're not like getting drunk and carousing and things like that but they are they it has all the hallmarks that again it, it's not revelry in that they're not, you know, getting drunk and carousing necessarily. Remember, these are hunters out in the field, yeah. right? So they are, they might be foraging for mushrooms and, and herbs to make stews if they can. Yeah. Hmm. With with whatever flesh they've got, but they are also having to do this, this almost scientific practice to this this medical side of it to get this done. So there is there is celebration because of the victory over the hunt and the new powers that they're gaining. Mm-hmm. There is also a solemnity to it because of the seriousness and the expertise that it takes to do what they're about to do. Because yeah. and it's also a collective activity, right? They're all kind of medically trained. They have to be there to help each other. So I mean, I I just want to like because it's it, it's so ritual and I guess this is the the line of what w- what makes it a feast, what makes it just like a ritual practice. Well, how do you different? And I'm putting my religion major hat on here. Oh God, feasts can very much be ritual aspects. Yeah, they are. They are. But I, ritual practices. I would like I because I, I think this is really cool as a ritual. I think this is like I I feel like you don't need to do much more to it than what you've said right here. I think it's cool. I would like to take it and then do a, a side version of it that is more festive based. That is a bit less ritualistic or a bit less like hunter intense, if that makes sense. So let's play with it a little bit then. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's not every monster that you are drawing creatures, that you are drawing body parts from, that you are using to 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 mod yourself. The voring, you want to move it away from the ritual aspect, right? The voring is very specifically reserved for the slaughter and consumption of one magical monster. And I'm going to stick with Manticore just because Manticore's kind of like Chimera-like. It's got a bunch of different aspects to it, you know, wings and fire breath and lion teeth and blah, blah, blah. These monster hunters are more Witcher-like. They are out individually, one-on-one in the woods. But then once a year, they come together to track down and hunt a manticore because it's so tough that they can only do it together. They then bring it back to their base of operations where in addition to to butchering, cooking, and eating it, they also, as they're going through the body mod process, it's less, less ritualistic and let's lean in a little bit more to the drug analogy or the drug metaphor where you're doing a blood transfusion with manicore blood, right? Like you, you've done a spinal tap with 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 manicore spinal fluid, right? That's gonna get you high as fuck. That's gonna make okay. you feel weird, and that's where the revel the reverie comes in. Okay, is it's it turns into a big drug fest, basically. 
Can I pitch an idea? Please. All That's right. the whole point of this show. I know. I know. I Kyle. I go back to the just the initial version of it. And they hunt they hunt whatever beast they hunt. They bring it back to town. Okay. And they do this whole process with a crowd. Like, why does this need to be just them alone? That's a great question. The solemnity, the seriousness happens in the in the hunt. They killed the thing, bring the thing back, and then do this voring mm-hmm. as like a as a show for people to see that like we are your protectors. We ah, are doing this, but great. then all, but I love it. But then also providing the meat of this beast right to them as a feast. Right. So you get more of a feast out of it, right? Where it's not just it is not less it, it a little bit less ritual. The ritual still happens, but it's right. it is not the only part. You just add on. We are doing this with an audience, right? And because we, one as a show, show of power, two as a like this is a ritual. It's important for there to be witness to what right. to what we are doing, to who we are becoming, right? To like and, and for proof you to, that we killed the thing, and for you to understand why we do this, so we can keep killing these things because killing them provides you with all of this food. I remember. I imagine also there. I could also imagine there being some element of showmanship. And by that, yeah. I, I, by that, I mean, like, imagine you're doing this and maybe one of the things is you do, you, someone, you know, maybe the leader has their eyes replaced with the manticore eyes, but they do it without anesthetic. And so it's showing how <laughs> tough they are. Right. I'm just definitely imagining that, that they just. They thought it, they could do it, and then they just break and just start screaming bloody right, murder. Yeah. Everybody, everyone's like, whoa. Well, okay. It's like, well, that person's no longer our leader. Fred is out. Fred's a pussy. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. I, so I think doing it in public, bringing it back, and having it be this big show does lead it much more into a, a more traditional celebration, more traditional feast atmosphere. And it also draws on in in more medieval middle ages where a king's successful hunt would be served yes exactly right like in uh i think one of when we were talking about the feast i was thinking a lot about uh king's hunts yeah and house the dragon has a really good they have a really good episode focused on the white stag yeah it's a great episode and just showing the hunt and the revelry and all the politics whatever so I, i i like the idea of this being about a hunt but then the hunt often happens out there. Right. I think there's something so cool about like, hey, we finished the hunt and now like the 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 monster hunters could be coming from a long way and they can revel all, all, all along the way. Right. They're having like it is a it is a, like a it is a, a feast that goes from the second they kill it. They start kind of this process and then they really like crescendo when they yeah. bring it back and say everybody come and witness as we finish the job right as maybe the first surgery is completed and the person stands up and ah and that's the cue for everyone to come in this gives me some additional ideas in beowulf grendel the og the og monster hunter grendel is attracted to is is called and massacres the the mead hall because of all the revelry because of all the partying the noise summons him right what if that is part of it is that the feast actually is multiple days, but the feast is designed to attract the manticore 
it starts off with this big oh, epic yeah. party. Yeah, I like it. And the feast is designed to draw the attention of a manacore nearby. The monster hunters slay it, kill it, start doing the voring, the 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 medical side of it, and then start butchering and serving it to the rest of the people. And the feast continues. I think that's really cool. I like I like the visual that it starts on, you know, like some like early evening it starts people like the revelry commences everyone's really excited you know like partying being like oh let's see what happens this time and then at a certain point they know like the monsters know their expertise says we we, we've hit the threshold we're good everybody get back behind the walls and everybody runs back behind the walls and then like climbs up on top to like watch right because they know what's about to happen and they're like with popcorn or like they still have their drinks and they're like like, isn't this exciting isn't this exciting and then and meanwhile the the monster hunters are out there like you know prepping and sharpening their swords and like getting their chain hooks and chains ready yeah like they're like they're preparing to kill the thing and then the thing comes they kill it and everybody cheers and then storms back out again to begin the revelry once more. Right. And, and then and then they, they eat. Like the only food being served or something is from this thing. Exactly. I, I don't know. It's it's served for, but it starts in and because you have to butcher it, you have to cook it, but then the organs and and, and fluids are reserved fluids. as to watch. And this is part of the show, is the watching of the monster hunters taking this creature's strength exactly. into themselves. Yeah, yeah. Somehow either making I, weapons yes. and, and like yeah. surgically attaching them it's it's all part of it yeah yeah i i think it's i think it's solid yeah so yeah that's the boring i like it thank you um simple like but just like i was like i I had this idea like i i i I couldn't get it out of my head i think the ritual itself is rather agnostic to this topic in a way like like you can plug that in in many places i think plugging it in in the way that we have makes sense but then i like it is a flexible thing. Right. So you can just, you can move it around. Exactly. And you can adjust it pretty easily to right. be like, oh, what's going to be this? It's going to be this. I, I think the the dinner and a show thing is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. the And I like the revelry being used to summon the monster. Yeah. Very that much. you're going the, to the kill. Grendel, the Grendel, uh, the, the Beowulf references. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a literary reference we don't we don't provide very often. But no, no. it might be the only time we ever do that. No. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll get there. But yeah, so that's that's my bowl. So we successfully cooked the cooked those noodles. Uh, what about you? What you got? All right. So Wonka's movable feast. It is not about candy, but Wonka. Wonka I'm not interested though. <laughs> Wonka was an inspiration in a way because of the golden ticket. So I was obsessed with the idea of a, of a feast that that was kind of an, infused into yours in the idea of where is this happening. That was such a focal point for me about a feast is yeah. a, a feast that happens at a location that is not set. Okay. And I went through like, I went through ideas of like, oh, what if it's a hunt and you, you kill the thing and wherever like the white stag dies, the hunt, like everybody goes to that location and has the feast there. But so then I, but then I thought about it differently and I was like, okay, what if you're in a city, mm-hmm. there's a central tower. Like the, the keep in the middle, everybody like they ring the bells. Everybody knows it's feast day, uh, or like or like it's it's the time of the feast. It, it's like within a it's starting, yeah, in this area, not necessarily at that time. But what they do is they release, and this is a mechanism I don't fully know. There, this can happen any other way. They release a, I'm going with a bird. Okay, there, there's some bird that they release that that they have marked so they know exactly what bird it is. 
they re- they take it out of a cage and they and they let it fly and wherever it lands in the city outside the city anywhere that becomes this a site of a feast Ooh. but it's also like it, it is a prestigious thing it's like a good omen it is uh good vibes or you know this this hawk landed mm. on your house you must be in, oh it's within a bound location well it's within the city it's within the area but because they're releasing in the center of a city in a tower it very well may land in that city and so people are all looking around like up in the air trying to see if they can find it yeah. and, and, and maybe like it leaves a little like magical streaks so everyone can see where it's flying and everyone's excited to see where's it going to land who's going to be like blessed by this this special hawk and who's who's being given good fortune essentially right. and wherever it lands so if it lands in a park they say we are all blessed you know like no like everybody get to the park we're having a big feast in this park right if it lands outside the city they say everybody get to that location at the city we'll set it up if it lands in someone's house that person's house becomes the center point of this giant feast and so it, and it sprawls out beyond that house, but that house is the center point. And like the king will come to your house and eat at your table with you. The, the hawk picked you for a reason. We're here. We're, we're, we're having a good time. And the feast commences. So you get this Willy Wonka like golden ticket thing of who's it going to be? No one knows. And the I, I like the excitement of the city Yeah. as to where are we going to go today? Where's the feast going to be? And that visual of people running around. And it's just a purely fun thing. The frequency, I don't know. It could be once a month. It could be two times a year. It could be once a year. Right. It could be once even more rarely. But I like the idea that it happens with, with enough frequency that there are more established norms around yeah. it. If so. people anticipate, there's that feeling of anticipation. Yeah. And maybe you've got people trying to sell bird seed. Like, oh, this will definitely make the bird come land on your house. And what? yeah, like, it, there's a whole culture around it. And then you also get into the like a ren fair, but then you also get into the well, like you said with the bird seed, people trying to rig it, people trying to to use magic to bring it mm-hmm. to them, people who are, um, you know, I like I don't know, like like ha- there are so many ways you could try to interfere with this bird going wherever, um, but then it's also if it lands on your house, is that house now super valuable? Does the property value go up? Are people like are, are people like? going and buying them be like i will be blessed so like the rich people come in and like i will take over this this tiny little squalor house because it will bring me happiness or whatever you can create a whole culture around where this thing goes that could spiral throughout the year you could it's a great i love the idea of of that mechanism of the the party don't stop till bird lands here um (laughs) please cut that out Ah, uh, you bastard. The that mechanism is very cool because you could incorporate so many different choices into it, right? Like what if that's how what if that's how a new ruler was chosen mm-hmm. after one died? Sort of like, you know, the the pope is selected by signaling white smoke. Yeah. It's like, oh, the king or queen dies. So they release the hawk and wherever it lands, whoever's house it lands on, that's where the next ruler is chosen from. And maybe it's the eldest yeah. child from that house, right? Like you could incorporate a lot of yeah. Like you can use the mechanism for other things, right? But incorporate the feast into part of it. Mm, you see it. what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like, so it's like it's a celebration, like you know, it's like it's it's okay. It's King Day or Queen's Day, right? Like I, that's I how wanna, I think that's a cool idea. I want to take out the king part and make it something that's less stakes, so it's it seems more sure. more 
placeable. Like it could be the king or queen's squire or handmaiden. Perfect. Yeah, that's fine. Something that's like this is a big deal, but it's not like we're, we're replacing the the fate of the kingdom in a in a hawk deciding to land on someone's house. Right. Or like, hey, this is special. You get to have a connection to the king or the queen, and isn't that cool? Yeah. And you're gonna get a lot of perks out of that, and you'll probably become rich eventually. Right. So. Woohoo! Good yeah, for it's you. Like you're, you're, it's a lottery. Your first guard or something, right? And it's a ceremonial position, but it's like a lottery. Mm-hmm. But I just want to make it so that it's not high enough stakes, and that's why I was going with, with more of like it's just a it's a prestigious thing. It's cool. Yeah. It's good for like it's good for it's your a morale. local tradition, and people think highly of it, of it with like keeping the stakes low because it is really fun if they're high. But then I was like, oh well, if it's too high, then it becomes like. All of a sudden, it's a rigged and game. Real stakes, yeah. And uh, so then, but both of those things could be cool because if it, if you have to like up the security, you have to like there's like twelve hawks it could be, and they choose yeah. on the day, so no one can like try to uh, train one of the hawks specifically to like or befriend a hawk to really get. Yeah. You know, people can't game the system. Maybe right. they, maybe they release all twelve hawks, but only the. The king knows which hawk it's right. going to be. Or it's or, the first one that lands or something like that. And you don't know which one it's going to be. Oh, you mm. could or mess th- with it. That way. I, I, see, I see your yeah. point, though. And it's if you lower the stakes, then you make it more fun. You could have almost like a, a gambling ring set up around it where people are betting not on the hawk, but maybe on whose house. Like, oh, I got $5 on Jim's house. $5 on Jim. You know, and because it was it was... You know, everyone thinks that they've got a pattern figured out to the hawks, and there's no pattern. <laughs> yeah, or it's like I think it will land in the in in the north by northwest part of right. the city, and then so people are. Uh, it's like a roulette you know, game. Yeah, basically just turn it roulette. Like yeah. that that could be fun. Yeah, and that adds to the revelry of the day because then people wherever it does happen, the bookies are all there paying out. Yeah, um, to whoever placed their bets correctly. And um, you could have like a little kids game where like they run around like smashing eggs on each other's heads. What? <laughs> well, like because hawks lay eggs, and so like I'm trying to think of little things. It's like, oh, you've got chosen. Uh, or you could just those kids could just be they could get talents and just scratch the shit out of each other. Okay, we're just not combining the voring with this. Oh, we're not. Oh, <laughs> we're not. No. I'm sorry. I I, I forgot this. Podcast, okay, maybe so. you have an entire village where people are running around in hats with birds on them <laughs> because <laughs> hey, I've been chosen. Um a bird on it i i think that's i actually love that that's super charming and wholesome and just makes me feel very warm and like fuzzy and safe like i i dig it it's I, a lot of fun it's very yeah it's the opposite of yours which is like brutal completely and i'm like let's just be charming and fun let's have a let's have a light-hearted festivity and i like it from a storytelling perspective it, in large part because it's somewhat light-hearted it sets it up for this twist that you could turn it on a dime now I'm imagining like it, the hawk lands on on a building in a in a like a slum, you know, tight street somewhere. Yeah. King needs to go. Like the people are going there. Like that's this is where the party's at, and shit gets wild mm-hmm. and gets insecure fast because it's too tight of a space, and. Like, oh, you mean like, physically too tight of a space? Yeah, because it's it, oh, you know yeah. tight streets and the, and people are having fun, but it could get out of control. And maybe it's a p- perfect opportunity for an assassin to come after the king. Sure, it's you know opportunities for just people to be injured, for things to go badly for the king, for others, right. for noble people. You're creating like a you are creating this 
a hot pot. No, that's not the right word. No, you're 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 creating a powder keg. Powder keg. You're creating a powder keg, what and where everyone's guard is down. Right. Because this is this is a part of the like this is the culture. This is an event. Everyone does this, and everyone knows. So the people see the king here every year, like you know, however often it is every year the king is down here with everybody hanging out, partying, having a good time, and earning respect from people so then you really lower people's guards for chaos to, to ensue right. or if it lands on the house of say a, a chief political rival someone yeah. whose whose family is growing in power and influence and maybe could usurp the ruling house right like I, there's but that's a and that's interesting because then it would be because it is entropy it is random so it could theoretically happen um what yeah and do you does that elevate them or does that just say oh hey we're we're all good here look the hawk has chosen you i as as the owner of the hawk see you friend and it it almost gives it like a a shrewd kick an opportunity to disarm them to say oh see there's no reason to be our rivals we are friends i mean i see it as just an opportunity for some really great tension building that's it. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It, I I don't know how it's gonna go. Yeah. Like, I don't know the characters. I don't. I, I. But it's that's a great dinner scene, right? Like, you walk into the room and it's we're all here, man. We're 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 gonna have to make the the party's coming. I came early to like make sure we're we're good and clear the air a little bit to make sure that for the next two hours we can make nice nice. Yeah, yeah. I uh, but like, it's just great opportunities to to shake. To shake things up, I think it's really fun. Yeah. I, like I'm, in, I, I'm, in vad- I'm envisioning. I'm envisioning what? <laughs> excuse me. I'm envisioning like a whole festival around it. It's all red for some reason, red and gold. I don't know why. Uh, that feels right. But yeah, so it I should like be red the, and gold. It's it's interesting. I love the way you took it. It is when you said Wonka's moving feast. Feast. Thank you. When you said Wonka's moving feast. That is not at all where I thought you were taking it. I love where you took it. I actually was envisioning. So, if I may offer yeah. a, a another interpretation of, of Wonka's, Wonka's moving movable, feast. Movable feast, yeah. Go for it. I love the idea of the hawk. Uh huh. Specifically, because I want it to be a long distance bird, and I want where this bird lands to determine where a nomadic society is going to settle next. And they are going to follow the hawk celebrating because the moving from territory to territory is a joyous act, almost like a a second line in New Orleans, where the party is literally the society just moving. Yeah. Following this hawk to its new destination, its new home. Huh. Yeah, that seems nice. You don't even you don't even need to have the hawk. You can eliminate the randomness. Just say make it follow the seasons. You know, they have the winter house and the spring meadow and the summer yep. valley and the fall forest, right? Like and they this nomadic society just moves with the seasons, but each seasonal move is a party. And the whole party is the move. It's not it's not trudging and drudgery. It's fun. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it's a party. That I I think that's super cool. I like that. That that is a good version of the of the Wonka's movable feast, um, being more about just kind of the, the um, the joy that is like evoked or, or, or 
Evoked. The, that is evoked. Folks, we're doing fucking great tonight. We're both really tired. We're really tired. That is evoked by uh, Wonka's name. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it really, it really hits well, on and that. And you could have, you could have it be, you could have it be weird, sort of like Wonka. Like I'm imagining a big dinner table on tank treads basically yeah, right I'm, like that's I'm just imagining like, like dr seuss shit yeah of, exactly of like or, they have an I'm, elephant and they're all like that's the, there's a there's a feast happening in the elephant but people are also like leaning off playing drums exactly and like yeah people i imagine someone has symbols just giant symbols like a one-man band right is, is like riding on the edge of the or and on, like on all the, the villages nearby like there's some curmudgeonly old couple that's like oh god the the nomads are a moving again. There's the feast. They're going to keep us up because it's a huge community, right? Yeah. So this thing lasts like 12 hours. It's like a 12 hour long parade oh, the, just going by. <laughs> you here. made it way bigger than I thought you were. 12 hours? I don't know. I'm making it up. 12 hours is a fucking army. Yeah, Jesus. That's a, I don't know. You I think decide it's for co- yourself. I think it's cool if it's maybe not 12 hours, but if it's uh like maybe it, it takes about an hour for it to pass by and then it's. It, it is inviting villages it passes through to to join to like to hang out for a bit to follow for like a, like a little bit and then they can head back home yeah. like come hang out for an hour or, two, or 20 minutes get some food have some drink hang right. out with us help us repl- maybe they replenish their stocks of ale or wine or meat right like it's, yeah. it's sort of like this big celebratory thing like hey we bring in as we come through, we do very quick trades of, oh, that could be fun. Maybe like we're out in the fields in, in the areas and the territories making making products, making basket, you know, they're basket weaving or maybe they're making pies or wheat and they're coming and people have brought out like their 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 desserts and their sweetbreads and their, yeah, yeah. right and you're just doing very quick trades and like yeah I here's think, here's a straw doll i made oh here's a mug of ale right like you're just doing these very it's quick of, it's a trade uh trade mission a bit yeah a little um, bit yeah i think that's i think that's cool i think that's a that's a really good interpretation of wonka's movable feast yeah like you could do a little mad hatter energy into it too with yeah. like you know maybe there's a wizard like kind of gandalf with the fireworks but they're like making teacups dance and bop around right make it all disney like yeah I think that's that. Do we want to go through a bit of a lightning round here and pitch our secondary idea in a minute? I, I kicked us off with the boring today, so you kick us off on the lightning round. All right. I have one minute, which starts now. Okay. So I really like the ideas of, of things moving, but this time we're going to see, uh, which okay. is that it is a seafaring nation, but not so totally like on the sea. They are hunting again this is very similar to what i had before but they're whaling or fishing or something and there's some big fish that like a school fish they track it they find it everybody uh circles around it on their boats and they grab a big net and they pull it up and then they they have a big party on the net in the middle uh between all the boats out at sea so then and like they use the boats too but then but then they'll they'll take whatever fish that are on there and they'll cook them on on the boats and they're all just kind of like walking jumping around around the nets uh it's very much like a summertime thing but then in the middle is just this big pool uh surrounded by uh by the boats oh i dig it that's yeah. awesome that, that's over a minute so now it's uh, no no god damn okay um leaning into the holiday season um yeah quick pivot leaving leaning into when do i start you already did how oh you've lost, you've lost 10 seconds oh shit go um Everyone gets together gingerbread houses. Everyone gets together. Instead of building individual gingerbread houses, they work together as a community to build a life-size house out of gingerbread. 
and then they have to eat it all together. (laughs) No notes. Well, that's all the noodles we have. <laughs> all right, Ethan, what's stuck for you? I don't know, man. I'm so tired. I really liked what you, what, the way that you tweaked the the voring into making it more of a public spectacle. I thought that that tapped into and added to it in a way. I, w- I was focused more on the, naturally for me, the body mod part of it. Um, but I like how you turned it into a public village community thing celebrating the protectors the protectors are demonstrating their strength yep. the grendel ad right like it, the party is the hunt i think it's it you you that you kicked us off down a path that just made it very fun in a way that before it was just very grim and i thought you did a, a that changed the whole way that i thought about it and added to it in quite a massive way so thank you oh cool well you're what, welcome what sucked for you uh, weirdly, it's uh, a lightning round thing. Okay. Be- uh, because when I the initial idea didn't involve the net thing, that was just something that I came up with on the spot. Where I was like, "Oh, wait, this feels too similar to what I already said." The net, and then I threw out the net, and I was like, "I love that." Yeah, that really works. Which I guess is just a testament to sometimes being under the gun. You have some of your best world building, or things you like the oh, most. I mean, like I think I think it's a great lesson in trusting yourself, right? Like, yeah. Well, and just letting it flow. Yeah. Like this, it's impro- it's improvisation. Absolutely. This entire show is built upon improvisation, and it's the the when you really have the time pressure, I think it can get you something that you like. Yeah. Anyway, I also think your interpretation of one of the Wonka's Moogle Feast, and I really like yep. the idea of them going through villages and that interaction with villages. And just keep, like, you know, when you're having a night out and you see there's the people who are really having a good time and they're charismatic yeah. and, and they're walking the streets being like, hey, what's up? And, and they're like, and they're shouting out random people and like, and those hype men. Absolutely. It feels sure, like you, have it's you a never, whole culture of that. Have you never joined a bar crawl? Yeah. It, it's basically, they're a, a bar crawl. It's a societal based bar crawl. Yeah, and like, but, cool. you, but like, I've joined a bar crawl. I've had people join my bar crawls and it's. Oftentimes, a lot of fun. Sometimes you're like, oh, this is, this is not the dude. I Please leave. Yeah. But other times you're like, hey, fucking new friends. Let's party on, Wayne. Like, Yeah. yeah it'll be um, a lot of fun. All right. Well, that's what stuck for us. Let us know what stuck for you. Emails in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.